Our text uh, this evening is in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. And as you notice, it is a short verses, only eight words long. And uh, listen to Apostle Paul says, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. In King, King James Version it says, Thanks be unto God for His uns unspeakable gift. In Ayusa uh, NIB, it says, Thanks be to God for His indes indescribable gift. This is the time of the year when uh, we are concerned about choosing uh, just the right gift for our family, for our loved ones, the special people in our lives. But uh, let me ask you, have you ever received an indescribable gift? Have you, have you received a gift that was beyond description? Just a couple of uh, weeks during uh, men's night, women's night, and the last one is last, last uh, Friday, uh, I tried to look for a certain gift which I think that uh, if I give to that person, he will be happy. But, on, but still, uh, I didn't find uh, a good one. I thought about that for a while this week. What kind of gift would it have to be called indescribable? Would it, would it be a gift that you open and look at and say, well, this is just beautiful and it is something that I've wanted all my life. Or maybe it is a gift that carries a lot of emotional uh, feelings with it. It was given to you by someone very special. And it was complete surprise when it was uh, given. You will treasure it because of that uh, memories. Would that make it an indescribable gift. Or maybe it would be a gift that you care so little about that you wouldn't even bother to find words to try to describe it. A while back on uh, Good Morning America by uh, Joan uh, London featured some gift ideas that might be called indescribable. They were ex extraordinary gift that some of you might want to include in your Christmas gift list. One of them was a Jaguar automobile. Wow. The Jaguar 220. If you care to order one of these, go to your Jaguar dealer and put down your uh, 80,000 US dollar deposit. Then, when the automobile is delivered, 
you are expected to pay the balance of 507 US dollars 507,000 US dollars the Jaguar 220 is 5,807 US dollar 587,000 dollars automobile and they only make 250 units per year now if you should care to buy your pastor or I may say uh, pastor friend one of those to express your love and appreciation for him he will be a gracious recipient but I warn you ahead of time he may not be able to find words to describe his gratitude it might be an indescribable gift John Lundin also mentioned that if you were to purchase such an automobile you might also be interested in a new car wash a car wash that promises to give the ultimate shine of that car it retails for 3,400 US dollars for an 8 ounce a can I guess if you can afford a uh, 587,000 uh, automobiles why not spend 3,400 for car wash a third item she mentioned was a 300,000 gold and silver toilet seat in- inlaid with precious stones of course uh, there were cheaper gifts for those who have everything and 18,000 frisbee uh, 18,000 yo-yo a 12,000 mouse trap and even a 27,000 pair of sunglasses and for the proud uh, grandparent like uh, Brad our Brad who is wondering what to buy the new grandbaby how about a 28,000 pacifier now such gifts stagger our inner imagination well don't they church but they are not indescribable even though we may not be able to find words to describe them but I assure you the manufacturers can and they will spend lots of money describing them in TV ads and uh, newspaper ads they will seek to describe them in such appealing ways so to entice you into believing that you simply cannot live the rest of your life without them you see every human uh, gift is describable by someone in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 apostle paul at first 
is writing about human gift. The church in Corinth is taking up offering to give the, to the poor Christians in Jerusalem. He commends them for their eagerness to help and reminds them that those who sow sparingly will reap, will also reap sparingly. But that those who have also generously will reap generously also. Then he seeks his attention from human gift to God's gift of sending Jesus to earth for us. And he cannot find words to describe that. He simply, he simply says, Thank, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Now, at this time of the year, we do our very best to depict the wonderfulness of God's gift of Jesus to us. Many musicians have composed of some of their greatest music on this thing. You heard this Joy to the World, Silent Night, Holy, Holy Night, or Little Town of Bethlehem. I heard the bells on Christmas Day and my and our favorite God bless ye, merry gentlemen, and many more. Poets, painters, and sculptors have taken up the tools of their trade to pay tribute to Jesus, to give of God's love. Now, Apostle Paul said, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And why does Paul call Jesus indescribable? I think there are at least four reasons. First of all, I believe that Apostle Paul calls Jesus indescribable because of his nature. First, because of his nature. And how do you describe Jesus? What words would you choose? How do you describe a baby born of a virgin? How do you describe God in flesh? Walking upon our earth and reaching out to the hurting masses of humanity. Isaiah said, he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. How do you describe that? And what words would you choose? How do you describe God who has all knowledge when all we have is a limited knowledge? And how do you describe God who is all-powerful? How do you describe the eternal? How do you describe the in, indescribable? Well, first, uh, when I checked uh, my uh, Oxford Dictionary, indescribable means unable to describe. 
Paul says that we cannot, words aren't adequate. But many of the wisest men in the world have tried to describe Jesus. Let's listen to the Council of Chalcedon in 451 AD. The greatest theological minds of the time came together and tried to describe Jesus. And here is their description. He is perfect in Godhead and also perfect in manhood. Truly man of reasonable, rational soul and body, consubstantial, coessential with the Father according to the manhood. In all things, like unto us, live without sin, begotten before all age of the Father, according to the Godhead. And in these latter times for us and for our salvation, born of the Virgin Mary and of the Mother of God, according to the manhood, one and the same Christ, Son, Lord, only begotten to be acknowledged in two natures, inconfusely, unchangeably, invisibly, inseparably, and the distinction of nature being by no means taken away by the union, but rather the property of its nature being preserved. Well, church, did you understand that? Neither did I. That is man's attempt to describe the indescribable. Even we bring together our greatest minds, our most extensive vocabularies, we cannot adequately describe Jesus. Second is because of his purpose in coming to earth. I think Apostle Paul called Jesus indescribable because of this purpose in coming to earth. The angels announced to the shepherd, Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What do we celebrate at Christmas? We celebrate the fact that Jesus came into our worlds to save us. And God saw that mankind needed saving. He saw man's inhumanity to his fellow man. Is it the hope of world peace brought about by the breakup of the Soviet Union? Having shattered by civil wars that had since broken out. We may have treaties between the great, great powers, but these treaties will never ensure peace. Why? Because the nature of man has not changed. Still the same. When God looked at our world, He knew that our greatest need is not for more wealth, nor better schools, not even a better welfare system. Our greatest need is for a Savior. 
But there will never be a piece of earth until man have been lifted out of their sin. And their hearts change. And their way of thinking change. Because the Savior has come into their lives. Our greatest need is to be saved from the very flame of hell itself. How do you describe that? How do you put into words what God accomplished when He sent His only begotten Son into this world? I uh, think that that Jesus, God's gift, is indescribable because of His nature, because of His purpose in His coming to earth, and thirdly, because of the grace by which Jesus is given. You know, personally, every gift that I get this Christmas will be given because the recipient of that gift has some claim on me. Now, uh, church, you might uh, not like that idea, but that is a prank as I know how to be. I'll buy a gift to my wife. Why? Because he is my wife. As simple as that. I buy a gift to my children because they were my children. I buy a gift to my grandchildren because they were my grandchildren. We buy a gift for family members because they are family. Now, if I buy a gift for you and you are not my family, it is probably because you bought a gift for me last year and I didn't buy a gift for you. So, I owe you one this year and thus the cycle keeps on going. If I give a gift to feed the hungry, or clothe the naked, or to take care of the homeless. I do it because down deep inside, I recognize that I have a debt to community, a feeling of obligation to them. That is what makes God's gift so special. He doesn't owe us anything. Indeed, we are in, in constant rebellion against Him and His will for our lives. With that in mind, Apostle Paul says something remarkable in the fifth chapter of uh, Romans verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. And he says, But God demonstrate His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God gives a gift, not because He feels obligated to give a gift, but because His love is so overwhelming. It is a gift of grace. And when you stop at the manger, I'm glad uh, it was uh, brought here already. And now, 
if you look at the Christ child, you, may, you must realize that uh, He is a gift of grace. And there are no words adequate, adequate enough to describe God's grace towards us in Jesus. The fourth is because of His effect on us. Because of His effect on us. Now what happened when I received God's gift? When you open your gift this Christmas, will your life be different? When you receive the gift that has been purchased for you by loved ones, will this change your life and makes you different? Or will you be the same as you have always been? The Bible teaches that when we accept Jesus, the indescribable gift of God that we will never be the same again because of how He affects our life. The first effect of Jesus coming into our life and our obedience to Him is that we are forgiven of our sins. Now that my may be so old and so elementary that you think. So what else is new? I know that, you may say. But don't dismiss it quickly because when our sins are forgiven, God's, God forget, forgets them and will not remember them and buries them as deep as the ocean. Because Jesus is now my Savior, my sins are forgiven. Your church, cherish the promise with all your heart. Put it in your mind, cherish it in your heart. Second, when I accept Jesus, I am adopted into His family. And I am guaranteed citizenship in His kingdom, in heaven. Before I was a foreigner and I am an alien, separated from God. But now, because I have accepted Him, I am an adopted son of Almighty God. Everything that belongs to Jesus also belongs to me. We are brothers and sisters in God's family because I accepted His indescribable gift. Praise be to God. Third, when I accept Jesus, I receive the gift of His Holy Spirit to live within me. Now He will guide and counsel and protect and empower me. Fourth, I am also given His peace. Not the peace of the world, but the peace that passes all understanding. Peace that allows me to cope with everyday situations. Whatever problems I have, I may have encountered in the job, everywhere, I have a peace. 
because of Him. In every situation, peace that allows me to look beyond the smile and smile of our world to see the great pure air of our Almighty God. Fifth, because of Jesus, my mansion in heaven is paid for. A dwelling place that will last for all eternity. And that's indescribable too. I knew when I uh, started uh, this sermon that I would fail in my attempt to describe Jesus because someone else failed before me. And he was better at it than I. The Apostle Paul looked at Jesus and said, Well, I cannot describe him. All I can do is fall on my knees and thank God for his indescribable gift. And I guess that's what we need to do at Christmas time, this time, to fall on our knees and thank God for his indescribable gift. When God looked at our confused world, knowing 2,000 years ago, when he saw Roman soldiers marching in the streets, when he saw people looking for peace and meaning and death in life, he wanted so urgently to communicate his love. But how? How shall I communicate my love? God says, if I appear in person, he must have thought, if I stand before the people in all my glory, they will be frightened. They will be scared away. They will never feel that they can come to me and talk with me. They will be much like Moses who stood on the mountain and took off his shoes because he was on holy ground. If I speak, the Lord says, if they hear the thunder of my voice, they may never grasp the words of my love. If I send down legions of angels, perhaps they will not know how to respond. Maybe they will never be able to experience my love. Church, how in the world do you describe that which is indescribable? And God said, I know I will send a baby. Babies don't frighten people. Well, like our living. Everybody loves living. Babies don't... Babies are so tender and so and helpless. Maybe they will hold the baby in their arms. Maybe they will touch the soft skin of a baby. Maybe, maybe they will hear the gentle sigh of a baby. Maybe they will experience my love if I send a baby. So, in the fullness of time, God sent His only begotten Son as a baby, indescribable. But the goodness, the good news is that you don't have to be able to describe Him 
to accept Him. You just have to be warm and changed by Him. So make your journey to the manger with the shepherds. Take Him into your heart and accept God's indescribable gift for you. And lastly, church, Jesus loves us. Jesus loves you. Glory to God. Amen.